Thanks for tuning in to No Cap, the internet's nicest podcast. I'm Jason Priestess. He's the legendary Tyvis Powell. How are you doing today, Tyvis? You know, I'm doing well. You know, I was I was a little sad last year. I mean, not last year, last week. Woo. You know, we didn't get to do our thing. So, you know, I, I was, know it, it was kind of odd to me. Like, I didn't <laughs> know what to do with myself. Like, man, I, got, <laughs> I got a lot to talk about. Like, this is the time that I unwind and I let the fans in on my insight on certain things. I ain't get to, you know, I ain't get to share that with them. So I was a little depressed last week. Man, they need to hear it. I took a, uh, uh, vacation first one in a long time just a driving one just went one state over but my uh son was on spring break so let's get out of town i i think we were gonna try to give it a shot but i got down there i was like i don't know if the internet's gonna gonna hold up or if it's gonna be good enough and uh yeah, you, we know, can't, you know we got to give our our fans the best you we know? do we can't put out the poor quality so you know i'm sure y'all understand <laughs> they do uh, but i'm glad to be back glad to be talking to you uh, Major League Baseball's back on. I saw you tweet uh, about, about the Indians uh, going 106. Uh, you know how how that how how'd that first game go for the tribe? Oh my God! Listen, <laughs> listen. They they had a little hope at the end. Like I was like, okay, you know, maybe they might pull it out. My boy Beaver out here striking people out. I'm like, all right, you know, we gonna get it done. And they just they fell short, man. <laughs> it's all right though, because 161 and one is cool too. That's that's. I'll that's, be totally satisfied if we go 161 and one. That's a heck of a record. <laughs> It'll be the, it's, it's, it's better than anything that ever happened again. With it, just imagine the Cleveland Indians go ahead and do something like that. Like it would be like I don't know. It's just it's out of nowhere. Are it's, you? It's big, what the city needs. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> of course, love it. Are you a big baseball guy? You like watching the sport? I do. You know, I I watch it with my wife's uncle. He's right. really like into it. He knows all the ins and outs. And every time I go to his house, we always sit down and watch the watch the Indians. It is it'd be good times, man. You, you know, it's kind of slow. It's slow. So, you know, I, I end up popping in and popping out sometimes, but sometimes I just sit there and just watch and it just be it's like, it, it's entertaining if you've played baseball before because you understand everything that's going on. Yeah, and I can appreciate baseball and like Another sport that I like that's very similar is uh, World Cup soccer, like when the Americans are playing and or, you know, other big matches are going on. And, and baseball and soccer are the same in my mind because you can work and you can do some other stuff. And then when you hear the announcers start to get a little louder, you look over, see what's going on, yeah. and, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's definitely because you, you don't want to miss it. I was, you know, I've never really sat down and watched a whole soccer game, but I did watch some messy highlights. One of my... Uh, my neighbor showed me some messy because I was just, you know, this, this is totally irrelevant to what we talking about. But they, he was, I was like, who's better, you know, uh, Ronaldo or Messi or Neymar, you know, like who, who you got? Yeah. He like, I'm telling you right now, Tyrus, Messi is something special. And I'm like, really? So he started showing me the highlights of, of Messi. And I was watching the dude. I'm like, I see why. Like, everybody be talking about this, man. He was out there doing some impressive stuff. I see why people say he the GOAT. Like, I I, I get it. I watched the highlights and I get it. The guy is very, very impressive. He's ridiculous, man. He is fantastic and you know, just not a big dude either. Just gets out there. Yeah, he's a real, real small dude, but he, boy, he was out there moving with that ball. <laughs> he was he was making three people run into each other. I was like, this dude is amazing. <laughs> I can't watch. I'm not a big, I mean, the crew did win the MLS Cup last year, and I'm happy that my home city won the championship, but I can't sit in and watch a lot of crew or MLS games, but 
when it's time for the World Cup and those games are in the middle of the afternoon and your country's on the line, USA's got to go to battle, I will watch that stuff, man. I'm a big, big World Cup guy, international guy. So whenever they're battling or, you know, I don't know if you've heard some of the stuff that's gone on when the United States plays Mexico because they play each other a lot and they're rivals. And, you know, for qualifying the World Cup, they'll play each other. And their fans are just out of control. Did <laughs> really? you? I got. I got to start. See, I'm missing out on something. Well, when you were like, "Yeah, Tyrus, you need to do it." I'm missing out on something. You play Mexico down in Azteca Stadium in Mexico City. It's this giant stadium. They they throw beer on all our players all game. Is one thing they do. And then uh, you can do that. Well, in Mexico City, you can. <laughs> and then. Uh, it ain't even hold on, Jason, because it wouldn't even be about the game no more. <laughs> it ain't yeah. even about the game. No I'm more. telling you, it's bigger. It, wait till I tell you this. A couple years after 9-11, we played them down there like in 2003, maybe, and they started chanting Osama. Oh, they out of pocket. I know. I know. I know. Just tell me we won the game. <laughs> I think we did. I'll let you know the next time the two play because it gets routed. They oh, don't. That's serious. It's they disrespectful. A... Osama chance. <laughs> they disrespectful down there. Oh, man. Yes. They, it's Ohio State, Michigan, but on the, in the national level, two teams that do not like each other at all. And, uh, you know, um, but certainly, as I, I, I can't miss that. I got to watch that the next time that happened. Yeah, and then and you know what we did to get them back a couple years later? We had to qualify for the World Cup and beat them to qualify. And the game was going to take place in February. And so the USA Soccer is like, cool, you know, we're going to schedule the game. Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> and, and I went to that game, and it was like it was like six degrees and you know, uh, it's pretty warm in Mexico. So these yeah, dudes, they didn't they, about that. They did not want to be there that night. Let me tell you that they, they lost two nothing. We qualified for the World Cup. It was fantastic. <laughs> One of the cooler, cooler sporting events I've ever been. If you ever get a chance to go to a sporting event and ch- and just chant USA, it's insane. It's insane, man. Just something missing, else about that. I, miss, I need to, you know, what? I need to get out more, man. I'm missing out on life. Somebody need to make me a bucket list. <laughs> if we get a. Uh, the crew's about to open a new stadium here in June, I believe. It's beautiful. It's just down the street. If uh, USA Mexico plays down here anytime soon, I'll get some tickets, man. Have you guys down? I'll hold you to that, too. It's insane. I'll definitely let you know the next time they play. Hey, you can find No Cap on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and elsewhere. We're still having a lot of fun, and we thank you for your continued support. Buckeyes had their pro day this week. I want you to, you know, I've. This is going to come as a shock to some people, but I've never performed in a pro day before. I know a lot of people thought I might, but I, I never have. Well, how how yeah, you, you could have fooled me. You <laughs> You're too kind. You're too kind. These numbers, you ain't go out there and rip fofo. No, no, not even close. How how stre- how stressful is pro day? Is it just like were you nervous? I mean, I know you've talked on here before about how they made you do the drills first, but like put it. I mean, is it one of the more nervous days of your career? No, no, no. Pro day is not to me. It's not uh, as stressful as the combine is because you know the combine. You kind of it's a bunch of people. You know, it's a lot of stuff that goes on before you actually get to the drilling. Like you got the you you barely get any sleep. You got all the meetings. You got the bench press the one day. Then after that, you got to drill, and it's just like you don't got a lot of time to rest and a lot of time to to think. Like you always on the move at the combine. Gotcha. And it's a whole bunch of people that you don't know and you never met before. Pro day, you're on your you own track. Day, it's, it's all your guys. So it's yeah. like, okay, everybody that I didn't been with, all my friends. So you can sit there. It's kind of like a 
like a, a breath of fresh air because for so long, like y'all, after the last game, once you declare after the last game, you go immediately into training. So you don't really get to see those guys or really communicate with those guys because everybody's, you know, focused on trying to, you know, show up for the combine and show up for the pro day and do well. So when you get to pro day, you know, you get to talk to them and it's, it's, it's relaxing. You know, for me, you know, it was good to see Eli and Vaughn. We was all out there drilling and having fun. So it was kind of like, it was cool to me. I was like, thank God. You know, Coach Mick was there. All my, all, all your former teammates, you know, that's still in college, they come, if they ain't got class, they come and sit there and support you and watch you and whatnot. And they help you out. It's, it's just, it's a good time. Pro day is fun, man. All right. Well, that's good to hear. I, I, I'm wondering maybe if it's a little maybe more stressful this year because the combine's not the real combine this year. So this, for some people. This I, well, I'll tell you what. <laughs> i tell, tell you what. People putting out some good times and good numbers. <laughs> you see some of those? They better be so glad that the combine is – there is no combine this year because I have never seen so many four threes in my <laughs> life. Like, I don't – I like, it's very difficult to run four three for people that don't know. It, it's really not – not easy as people think like it's hard like your technique got to be good you got to be naturally fast your is your get off got to be great you got to have great form throughout the whole thing it's, it's a lot that goes into running a four three it's not like you just get out the bed stretch and just go hit the four three like you have to train for it and this year man i'm just every single day it's just a new person four three <laughs> just four three just four three and i'm just like Come on, out of here, man! Right, right. I'm gonna tell that to somebody else, man. Like this, so they really benefit this year on the on the forty times with the since it ain't no laser. <laughs> they lucky. I, I, that's all I'm gonna say. They lucky. Bunch of guys gonna get the league, and coaches gonna find out they're not as fast as they thought. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be like, "Hold on, you four three, come here. Let me let me, let me see. They gonna yeah. race somebody. They gonna run run up against somebody like a Tyreek Hill. He gonna really make them look bad. You gonna be like, you was supposed to be four three though. Like, yeah, it's it's different, man. Speaking of the forty, man, Justin Fields ripped off a four four, which is you know whether that's a little bit inflated or not, that's really fast for a guy that's six three two twenty seven for sure. And- Tough Borland had a four nine eight. He was at the slower end. Do you remember what you ran at the combine or pro day? <laughs> Do I remember what <laughs> I ran? <laughs> Jason, come uh, on now. It, it would this if, if I didn't know, I would just Google it. That's the good thing about running uh, at the combine. You, you, you can, it's all it's public record. You could always for anybody asks me for the rest of my life, I could just say. Four, four, six. If you don't believe me, go look it up. <laughs> That's pretty fast for a safety, man, right? Yeah, I was rolling. Uh, I think the fastest that year was uh, actually a kid from Clemson named TJ Green. He ran a four, three. And I think Ooh. that might have been like one of the first times a safety in a long time ran a four, three. So I was upset because <laughs> I was because I because I it was like, you no, know, because with my last name being Powell, you know, I always go kind of late. Like, so I was watching all the early people going, I'm like, man, these safeties running four sixes, four sevens. I was kind of nervous. I was like, oh man. Like, I think when I was, when I was training, I think the highest I ever got was like four five. And I was like, it's like times I'm telling you, like, we're going to do this last thing. And usually when you do this, yo, uh, your 40 is about two tenths of a second faster than what you what you what it will be today i'm like you know at this time i ain't got no choice but to trust it like this is my the people that's training me so i just trust it 
I think I ran four six that day. I'm like, oh shoot, this ain't good. Like I'm, I'm, I'm nervous. Like oh my goodness, <laughs> right? So I see, I start watching all the people that I'm training with, like go at the combine, and I see their numbers, and all their numbers is like pretty good, pretty fast. And I'm like, all right. So it's like it's on me. It's like all right, Tyrus. Like all my life, there's all people we talk about <laughs> the forty, just the forty, the forty, the forty. So I get there, and I ran it. And when I ran it, I remember saying to myself, like, man, that, that felt like 4-6, man. I can't believe I just did that. Like, I just, all I'm basically doing really? is put myself in the same boat with everybody else, right? So this is the perks about having, like, some of your teammates there. So at the combine, you obviously, they don't, you don't know your time because, like, it's not like a thing is up that tell you your time. So I'm I'm jogging back and Vine and Eli is sitting on the other side of the field and they like Titus, you just ran a fofo. I said for real. They said Titus, you ran a fofo. So I got to my phone. I went to go check my phones. I told the dude that I was training with, you know, text me my time. And he texted, he's like, you just ran a 447. I said, Oh my God, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. These guys that train you after you declare, how does that work? Because I'm assuming a lot of times players don't have the budgets to hire. You know, they, uh, yeah, just, they yo, just say, yo, pay us back once you sign or. No, nah, it's like your gift. Your agent take care of that. You know, that's because they're going to get it back. I mean, yeah. they, they're getting 3% and all that marketing fee and all that. So they're going to get it back. So they, they take care of all that. They take care of my house where you stay. You know, they get you a rental car and they pay for your training. So, yeah, it was, it was, I was down at uh, Exos at Pensacola. So it was, it was, it was live. My boy Josh was down there. Josh Perry was with me. Good dude. Have you ever thought about becoming an agent? No, no, not at it? all. Nah. Cause I, you know, like, like my agent is a great dude. Like, I love my agent because me and him, we talk all the time. We talk about stuff that's, we talk about the business styles. We talk about regular lifestyles. Like, it's just like, so me and him got a good connection. But I also like see how some people come in the league and don't use agents. And I understand it. Like, cause like I say, like my boy Sherm, he don't use an agent and, you know, he negotiate his own deal and all that stuff. And, you know, whether people agree with it or not, I mean, he still gets paid and he get everything he wants. Like, so. I can see why I can see it both ways. Right. What would you run in the 40 tomorrow? <laughs> still pretty close. You still pretty close. I don't know, Jason. <laughs> I, 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 I ain't trained for no 40 in a while, but I feel like I could, I feel like I, tomorrow, probably like a four, probably four, six, four, six low. Four, six, right. low, that ain't bad. Four, no. six. You got, you know, you gotta, you gotta have a light cliques. Like I don't even think I got my cliques that I ran in anymore. I don't, I, even though I should, I, I, that should be like my prized possession. <laughs> are, they, are they in Canton right now? <laughs> they should be. <laughs> <laughs> if I would have had the fastest safety time, they would be. So Rich Eisen ran that forty on the NFL Network years ago in a suit or whatever, and he ran a, I think a five point nine eight. You don't think you could beat that? No, no. That's I think a shame. It ain't. It ain't that hard. You. You know what? They say you gotta act like somebody stole your mama's purse, and you're trying to chase them down. That, that, that's that, the mindset. That's All what right. you gotta have in your mind. That dude just stole your mama's purse, and you gotta go get it. All right. Yeah. I. I, I honestly, just being real, like I could throw out joke numbers, but I think the. I think I would be lucky to to get under six two. <laughs> <laughs> nah, Jason, I, I highly doubt that. Like, that's that's absurd. Like, <laughs> you telling me Rich Eisenhower is faster than you with a suit on? 
I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I could crack six. I want, you know what? We're going to have to get out and, and time it someday. Don't pull the muscle now. <laughs> Yo, that's the problem. I don't want to get hurt. Stretched. <laughs> Baron Browning crushed it also. Linebacker. He might be a defensive end in the NFL. We'll see what, what happens there. But his numbers would rank in the top three of all linebackers at last year's combine. He really did well. Pete Werner did well. Trey Sermon. Tommy Togia had 40 bench press reps. A lot That's of guys ridiculous. Yeah, a lot of guys did well, but man, Justin Fields had such a great day with that time 40 and his throws were on the money all day. He's rolling out throwing 65-yard bombs and Yeah, stuck. he was you know, it was funny because I think like a day or two before that, you know, everybody was ranting and raving about how Zach Wilson had rolled out and threw a bomb across field. And then I seen Justin do it and nobody said anything about it. It's kind of like like why <laughs> he did the same thing and it was on the money he did it just the same way he did it like why yeah. he not getting hyped up i don't know why like just to getting slandered like as of late like the last couple of days it's just been like his name just been getting dragged through the mud and they like like it's like the guy's tape is so good that you gotta find something so you gotta try to find something they trying to dig real deep to try to find something that's what's wrong with him well speaking of that slander man uh I guess it was what Wednesday, Dan Orlovsky of ESPN comes out and he was on a podcast and said he'd heard some things about fields and that quote, he was last in and first out for working out. And he said, he's heard some people question his desire to be great as a quarterback. And uh, immediately anyone connected to Ohio state or anyone that's watched Justin Fields is like, what the hell are you talking about, man? <laughs> like I said, they trying to be nitpicky. They trying to find anything, but like, like, the guy actually like like he seems like a real good dude, man. You like you know that he he trains hard. Like I like I don't I don't even know how somebody can even say like that. Like it doesn't matter who the quarterback is at Ohio State. Like you are even, whether you want to be or not, it's kind of forced upon you to have a tremendous work ethic. Like you can't do the things that he was doing and not have a tremendous work ethic like that makes no sense like the, the guy no, was the no. guy was throwing more touchdowns than incompletions in a game are you you questioning his work ethic like that don't make sense to me no and you remember he led that drive last year to have a petition remember that before when the when the season was in doubt and he was like i'm gonna get a petition going to play he wanted to play he yeah, so wanted I, to do all this like i say it's 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 hard because like at this time, people throw things out there because you know they want people to slide in the draft so teams can get them. So you know they, it's a lot of things, a lot of false reports that come out. So it's kind of hard to to know what to believe or what not to believe. But I mean, honestly, like really, like that's the that's the worst thing to come up with. Like that's I don't know where they got there. It's from. dirty, man. And then you know Orlovsky's most famous for being a pro quarterback that stepped out of the back of the end zone. <laughs> it took a safety because he didn't know where the line was. And and just to put this out there, man, I mean, you put a name next to someone that's going to say stuff they like might, that. Might as well. If they said it, they might as well stand on what they said. Because you're defaming what, the guy. Yeah, like that's like that's And the crazy part is, like, that's that's taking money from people, like, trying to do yeah. something. Like, that's what I don't like about it. Like, just if Justin slides in the draft because of that, like – that's millions of dollars that he's missing out on. Like, and right. it, like, I know he might still go first round. He still might get 2018 to 20 million. Like, but no, he could have had like 23 million. Instead, he's going to get 18. Like that's $5 million. Like that's, that's a big deal. 
Like, yeah. I don't know why people like let them people that man worked, let him get what he deserved. Like, stop, stop doing that. Stop trying to find what's wrong with him and appreciate what's right about him. It's ridiculous. And then, you know, Kirk Herbstreet yesterday, it was amazing. He, he, you know, Kirk also works at ESPN with Orlovsky and he put out a tweet saying it was quote, absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> Even if you aren't saying it to pass that along from quote, people in the know, is reckless and absurd, embarrassing. Just roasted the guy. Orlovsky's been doing a lot of backpedaling lately because he knew right away that the heat from people saying what a dumb thing to say and, and why are you slandering this guy like this, he knew right away that you know he was in it. He should have said that stuff, and he's been backpedaling the whole time. But you're right, man. Why do that to a guy? Or put your name next to it. If you're gonna if you're gonna make statements that are gonna impact a guy's livelihood, right like that, you owe it you know, to put your name on that stuff. And then if that's the case, like, why Justin, though? Like, there's so many other quarterbacks in the draft. You don't, Nobody said nothing about Trevor. Nobody said nothing about Zach. Nobody said nothing about Trey Lance. Like, it's Mac Jones. Nothing. So they just squeaky clean. But but yeah. Justin got so you went You went out of your way to dig for something yep. for Justin, but you're not going to go out your way to dig for something for them? Like, that's – like, if you're going to do it, like, do it for everybody. Get something on everybody. Don't just find one person to target. Like, that. that's – yeah, that, that, guy, that guy's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what's up with you. Yeah, it's 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 incredible. It's uh, You hate to see it. And, and, and good to see him get roasted for that because there's no good putting that stuff out there, especially anonymous like he did. Other camp news this week at Ohio State reported yesterday seven banks is injured. He's out for spring camp. Do they did they list what that injury was? Haven't heard specifics on it yet, but uh cornerback that got a lot of action last year, saw a lot of playing time, and then also wide receiver Cameron Babb was hurt too. He's out spring camp. I don't know if you know his backstory, but I don't know if there's a sadder backstory possible for a Buckeye because he was a four-star wide receiver, ranked 13th overall wide receiver coming out. Got hurt his final year in high school. Got to OSU, tore at ACL. Then a little bit later, he tore his other ACL. And now he's out for spring. I mean, he's been here a few years. He he may never really get a chance to play just because of, you know, the injuries and the bad luck he's had on that front. Yeah, that that is it's unfortunate because there's a lot of people whose stories is like that. But what I would tell them is, you know, if you truly love this game and you truly dedicated to this game, and you feel like you are that special player, then don't give up on it because, like, it's a guy in the league by the name of Jason Verrett, okay? Mm -hmm. So Jason Verrett, if nobody knows who that is, he was a cornerback. I think he went to TCU, if I'm not mistaken. He went first round, you know, his his rookie season, he went first round to the Chargers. He came out his first year, did really well. Then the next year, I think he hurt something. I think he may maybe tore ACL. I'm not really sure. Then the next year, he tore his Achilles. Then the next year, he got hurt again. And it's just like, like he never, you know, got that opportunity to showcase his talent, you know. And instead of pouting about it, you know, he he just kept doing his rehab and he kept coming back. And every year, you know, he thought that would be the year. And he just, you know, injuries just can't just crept up on. him. Well, last year, he finally was healthy for a whole year and he was playing for San Fran. And I only know this because obviously I played for San Fran a couple of years ago. And, you know, I 
obviously I still followed him. So I was mm-hmm. watching him and, you know, he had a tremendous season. Like I think people forgot how talented he was because obviously he hadn't played in so long because he got hurt. Good for him. And he came back, man. He bounced back and had a tremendous year at corner last year. Like I think like top tier. And I would tell this guy, this kid at Ohio state that, you know, you could be, why not that be you? You know, you, you, it looks bad now, but you know, it's light at the end of the tunnel. No, who's to say you if you attack rehab and you you might come back better than ever. You know, you might come back and have a strong year and all it takes in college is one year. All that's a hard year. One yeah, big true. year and you is out. You don't need two, you just need one. And you can come back, man, and attack rehab and have the right mindset, man. You the sky's the limit. You might be the greatest wide receiver to ever play this game. And if you was to give up on your dream, you would never know that. So yeah. I would tell them to just keep going and see where to let the chips fall where they may. Yeah, that's good advice. I hope he catches a break, man. He's he's had a tough, uh, really tough career at Ohio State, and by all accounts, a good dude. And you know, you hate to see it, but man, sometimes it's just like stroke of bad luck, right? I mean, injuries can happen to anyone at any time at this level of football, and you know, uh, even guys that are relatively injury free their whole lives can can have something happen, and the next thing you know, things are a lot different for you. So, yeah, I, I, I just injuries tend to mess with players' minds, like. People, once you get hurt, because, for example, when I was in Seattle, uh, my rookie season, I watched Earl Thomas get hurt and he broke his leg. I think him and Cam collided. He was going for a pick and him and Cam collided. And I think he broke his leg. And after the game, you know, he was starting to put out tweets like, you know, I'm contemplating retiring and whatnot. And I was just and I so (laughs) I was like, no, ain't no way he about to like retire. It's like the first time he ever got hurt, because I think before that he never missed a snap like he played every game and every mm-hmm. play type thing and i so the next year when he gets healthy you know i asked him about it and you know he was like he's like yeah man he's like i ain't, i was you know i was tripping obviously you know cuz to him you know his body has been good to him his whole entire life like he's he's performed his body's always showed up and when that happened you know it was kind of like his body for the first time failed him and he didn't know how to handle it and yeah. that that kind of goes through a lot of people's minds when they get hurt, especially if you've never been hurt. Like, knock on wood for me, I've never had like a serious injury. I think I just broke my wrist and I had the sports hernia, but like I've never had an injury that made me be sidelined where I was unavailable to play. Like, because that's the type of person if I can play, <laughs> I can play. And if my leg, all I need is my legs. That's all I if my leg is hundred percent, I feel like I'm good to go. And for if I was to get an injury like that, like I would understand, like, like my mind too would be like, why would my body fail me like this? Maybe it's time to give it up. Like maybe I'm too old and stuff like that. Yeah, it gets in your head for sure. But uh, yeah, I mean, all the best to Cameron. Hopefully, he'll he rebounds quickly and, and seven banks as well. Other Ohio State news this week: forward, sophomore forward EJ Liddell. The basketball team announced. Wednesday, he's going to enter the NBA draft, but maintain his OSU eligibility. EJ was uh, 6'7", 240, first team all Big Ten, got 16.2 and 6'7 a game. Uh, you know, where he's at right now is a little tough size, 6'7", 240 for the NBA, I think, in- unless he can improve his his jumper a little bit because, you know, he's a little thicker and, and, and 6'7", you know, 
to play like small a, forward. Yeah, to play power forward in the NBA these days, you got to be six ten or so, and like you know, unless you unless you Zion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, unless you Zion. But you know, it's just a smart move. Caleb Wesson did it years ago for the Buckeyes. Uh, you get up there, you get evaluated by the NFL or the NBA. Uh, personnel and they kind of give you some feedback on what to work on and then he's going to have until july 19th to make a decision on whether to return the nba draft is 10 days later on july 29th well that, that's nice that they allowed them to do that i wish they would do that with the with football do you think you there's know, a model but, that they could do it is it is it feasible i mean how, how would they I mean, see, that's the thing i see i don't know how the nba do it like okay so if you declare or if you do this like do you get agent or do you just do workouts by yourself? Do you like, how does that work? Yeah. Because I, mean, I understand do, like do you have to go to class. I mean, you know, right. Yeah, like I understand for like the NFL, like your agent pays for, like I told you, my agent paid for all my housing and all my training. So like, like once that happens, like I understand, like there is no point in return. You can't go back because you, you quote unquote receiving proper benefits. You know, you got an agent that's paying for stuff. So like, I get that. Mm-hmm. So like, how do they do it in the in, in with college basketball? Like, are they going to? Are they getting paid? Do agents like pay for their workouts? Like, do they pay for it themselves? Do they just do things they sell? Like, I don't know. Yeah, it'd be really interesting to see if they could get a model in in college football because that would probably benefit a lot of dudes, you know. Yeah, I'm be. A, it's a lot of guys who you know be on the fence, you know, whether or not should they go or should they stay. And you know, it'd be nice to you know talk to a, a scout or some NFL teams and see where they you know where they project you at, you know, because if it's like you know, you might think I'm going first round, and you get there and you go third round, it's like man, I should have just stayed, and I, next year I could have been a first round pick for sure, type thing. Mm-hmm. Like if you could get that type of feedback, that would be very helpful to a lot of people. It was it would stop people from making mistakes of leaving early when they don't need to or they shouldn't. Sure would. Some other uh, hoops news this week: Musa Jallo, uh, defensive first guard for High State, entered the transfer portal. So he's heading out. Ohio State wished him the best of luck. Uh, and Ohio State picked up a guy. Penn State guard Jamari Wheeler is coming this way. Two-time All-Big Ten defensive team player. Guy gets after. He's got to have one year of eligibility in Columbus. And, you know, for an Ohio State team, it was near the bottom of the entire NCAA field in, in defense. Uh, it'll be nice to have a guy that gets after it and can can crank up the D like that. So so if I'm hearing you correctly, what you're telling me is that defense still wins championships. Ah, I don't know, man. Now, that's what you said. Know. That's basically what you – you ain't say it, but that's what you said. So you on my side and not Tricky Nicks. Huh? No, no, no. Now, listen, I mean, you, you need a defense. I don't know that needs to What do you mean? Ohio State had nothing on you you have to have it. What are you talking about? Hey, you know you need <laughs> you 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 like contemplating whether or not you need it. It's uh, no ifs ands or buts about. It. You're not gonna win the game without no defense. Flat no. out. I don't care no. who you are. You're right. I still with Nick though in college football. I'd rather. Have oh a my god. Offense. I'd <laughs> rather. Oh you saw god. what Alabama did, man. They had an offense. Well, Alabama's defense wasn't that good. Yeah, not as good as the offense. I bet. <laughs> Uh, mm-hmm. 1,100 players in the college basketball transfer portal right now, 43 from the big, <laughs> big 10 alone, like 20% of the big 10 is going to be transferring next year. That's the, that's sad. I wonder why that is though. Like if people not unhappy with where they at, you know, like if people are happy with the big 10, I mean, the Pac-12 is looking kind of good. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> it's, 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 pretty well. But I mean, I don't. 
I don't, is, the, the Big Ten is competitive. Like, I feel like, yeah, like, that's where the best basketball is being played at right now. So why would you want to leave is the question. We thought, and some of these guys are going to transfer within the conference, like Wheeler going from Penn State to Ohio State. But it's it's everywhere. It's not just the Big Ten. It's it's seeing all these transfers. And what's ironic is, like, for years, man, that you, you know, college sports had very, very strict transfer rules. You know, sit out a year, can't go to a school inside your conference. Oh, yeah, they, they let them play immediately nowadays. It's like, huh, if I ain't working, if I if it ain't working, I'm gone. Yeah, and, and, and so I'm kind of I'm kind of cool with it because it's something. Yeah, I'm about to say I'm not I'm not bad at it at all. Like it's helping the kid get on the field and get ultimately try to get to his dream. Like that's because why would you want to hold him back? Period. And, and and some of them are making probably poor decisions, but most of them probably aren't. And you know what? Coaches could leave anytime they want, can they? Sure can. <laughs> anytime they want. Like if you wanted to transfer when you played, you would have had to sit out of here, wouldn't you? Not. Uh, not, not after I graduated, not after uh, right, right. 2015. I could have left as a graduate transfer, which, you know, that was a, a topic of conversation, believe no, it or not. No. You know, my my uh, Coach Ash was going to uh, Rutgers, and he asked me, he said, he said, Tyrus, I think you should stay in college. Like, you shouldn't go pro. And you could, if you want to, if you want, you know, you could always become a graduate assistant or a graduate transfer and come to Rutgers. And I, I just looked at him and said, Coach Ash, really? You think I'm about to, first of all, first of all, hold on, wait, you think that I'm about to come back another year? That's first of all. Second of all, you think if I did come back, I would leave the great Ohio State to go to Rutgers? Come on, man. Man, he shot his shot, didn't he? I, I ain't mad at him. <laughs> mad at him. <laughs> he had to give it a shot. Maybe he'd still have a job at Rutgers if you went with him, man. How, oh, he's, how be- he's had better things. You know, he still needs to pick up the phone and call my agent <laughs> and tell him to, you know, bring me in for a workout. Yeah, one other small item this week. Uh, Ohio State's starting to move to limited attendance for spring sports. They announced Thursday that some sports will see general fan attendance this spring, talking about like men's and women's lacrosse. They play at Ohio Stadium. And then men's and women's soccer and men's and women's track and field at Jesse Owens Memorial Stadium. Just two venues where people can spread out. They can let some people in. So fans will be able to walk up each to each facility on game day and receive a digital ticket, which are free, they're saying, until capacity is reached. So if you want to go see a soccer. Oh, that's, n- that's nice. Things are starting to get there. We're, we're coming back, man. We're coming back. That's what the world needs, man. I'll tell you, buddy. I'll tell you. I'm so ready for it. And, uh, you know, I got uh, got my vaccine shot uh, this Did week. Did it hurt? No. No. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I mean, it did feel great. I'm not going right, to lie. I'm about to say, don't, don't yeah. sit there and try to play the tough guy. <laughs> it hurt. I'm not one of those guys that I'm not afraid of shots. I'm not, I, t- trust me, I'm not trying to get shot for no reason, but, uh, you know, if there's a good reason and, and I need to get shot, then that's fine. And uh, I'm glad to get that out of the way. So I uh, got to go back for the second one, but got number one in the books and uh, really happy to have that. And I'm, I'm counting on this summer being a little bit more normal, man. I could just feel it. I, I that's feel right. Because like, you you invited me to your cook your house. That's right. Uh, a cookout. So it better be. We're, that's right. We're, we're, <laughs> having, we're having the entire Powell family down for a cookout. You better got to bring your daughter and everything, man. We'll have a good time. It's hashtag Ask Tyvis. Your chance to ask the world's coolest dude questions about Ohio State football the NFL, food, bad jersey numbers, the meaning to life, or whatever. Tweet us at NoCapAllPod or email us at NoCapPod at 11warriors.com to have your questions answered by Tyvis Powell on air. 
Got a really, really good one this week. This one comes from William K. He wants to know for Ask Titus, <laughs> were you ever starstruck meeting another player in the NFL? Like, did you run into a Peyton Manning or someone like, man, I can't believe I'm on the same field as this guy? Listen to me. First of all, <laughs> first of all, do you know who I like? I I am a, what you will call a very outgoing guy, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, for me to be starstruck, like I don't, I've seen a lot of stuff in my life, and I it's it's not nothing that really shocks me or like surprises me anymore. So to answer your question, I wouldn't say that I was starstruck. I was not. That I was not starstruck at all because to me everybody is human beings, you know. Not like Drew Brees or nothing like that. You're like, no, no, no. okay. But I will say that that was pretty cool to meet Cam Chancellor. Now the reason being is because Cam was my favorite safety in college, and like I used to watch his highlights and all that stuff. And like I like Cam, like that's my like that's the best safety in the league to me. So I ended up going to Seattle, which at the time, it wasn't even on my mind when I made the decision. It's just like I wanted to go to Seattle because of the DBs. So when I get there, I'm, I, I, he walks in, he walks in the room and I'm like, I'm like, oh, man, that's that go Cam right there. Right. And the thing that I would like I said, I was starstruck. It kind of just shocked me like, like, man. Look how big this dude! <laughs> Look at this dude, man. Like I see why, like this dude be knocking dudes out on the field. Like this dude is really huge. Like, like he a big dude. And I'm like, the the coolest part was that like he was a cool guy. Like Cam was the type of guy like to spend extra time with you, you know, really grab you by the hand and like walk you to through things and make sure you understand things. He was kind of like a big brother. And like I say, still to this day, like I can still call on him and text him and like, we still got a great relationship. So that's kind of cool. But to be starstruck, no, because because what y'all, what a lot of people don't know is a lot of people that you, a lot of big time players in the league is really like some of the coolest silliest and goofiest people that you'll ever be. You think I'm bad? <laughs> you, you think I'm bad? Wait till you be some, like, like the first time I met Von Miller, I never knew how cool he was. But I'm like, this dude, and he he really silly. Like, he a really goofy dude. I'm like, like I would have never thought that he would be like this cool like this. So, no, I wasn't. I have never been starstruck to answer your question. Good to know. Yeah, he's what, 6'3", 230? He's a big dude, man. Just all muscle, yeah, he, too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He he, every bit of it. It's like, if you see him, if you ever meet him, you'll be like, yeah, you, <laughs> I see why. <laughs> you be having the big hits that you be having, for sure. Did you ever get in any trash talk about Virginia Tech with him? Did he ever give you any business? No, no, nah, we, we, we didn't go there. We did not go there. You know, he that's the thing. Cam is not the type to, you know, he never came off as, like, I needed to trash talk him. He's not the one. Like, he ain't, you know, he would chime in every now and then, but he ain't the one to, like, say nothing. Now, not Richard. <laughs> Richard, not, not him. Oh, you got to be ready for him because that 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 fool got something to say uh, to everything you say. <laughs> it's like 
nothing I said to him was correct. He always had to object everything I said. And it's and it's just like like bro, <laughs> like, like, like is it personal? You want to step outside for a minute? Which uh, which I have said to him many a day. Like we, we want to go step outside for a second. So yeah, we got into a couple of physical altercations, you know, all some joking around stuff, but you know, you I I ain't gonna let nobody just talk to me any type of way. It gets old. <laughs> it get real old. Like they're like, bro. <laughs> Uh, like I'm a grown man, you're a grown man. We can handle this like men type thing. <laughs> That's great, man. Well, good question. Thanks, William, for sending that along. We do these once a week and uh look forward to next week's small news around the world of college sports. Thad Mata is heading over to Indiana. The Hoosiers hired Mike Woodson as their new basketball coach, and Thad's part of the package, former Buckeye coach, legend, mm. winningest coach in Ohio State history. Mm. He will be the associate athletic director for basketball operations in Indiana. Uh, they had kind of a comical coaching search. They tried to hire Mata for the job before giving him this other job. Uh, Brad Stevens, they made a run at Chris Holtman, and he's like, nah, I'm going to stick it out at this football school. I'm going to chill. I'm good, man. <laughs> they they kind of got Woodson a little bit probably underwhelming to, to Indiana fans, but uh, good luck to Thad. And, you know, Thad's a dude that uh, great guy. Really good coach. His body just gave out on him. He couldn't do some of the stuff recruiting wise and, and, and travel that you needed to do at this level. So it's a good role for him. And I'm happy for him. Hope he does well, but I hope he doesn't do too well. I don't want to, you know, see him turn Indiana into a juggernaut, right? I know, man. But it's it's like one of those things where it's like you happy for him, but it's like like I, you want him to do really well. But like when it's come to Ohio State, it's like ah, like I don't want you to do better than you did at Ohio State. No, <laughs> right, no. You know? I want you to. I want you to be successful there. But like, come on now, it's Ohio State. Like, I don't want you to do better than Ohio State. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you right there. And and uh, good luck to Thad. He's just like I say, he's a really good. You know what I always liked about Thad too is you could tell he did not. He didn't cheat, and a lot of I think some college basketball programs are not on the level. And he hated programs that cheated because he would like he wouldn't mention names, but he would talk about some of the dirty stuff that was going on. You could tell it just drove him nuts. You, you do, let me ask you: Do you think you think Duke cheats? <laughs> I don't know that Duke has to cheat because they I know can, I know I know how you feel about uh, oh he's a rat he's dope, he's <laughs> a rat. but but I won't go as far as to say that Coach K cheats. It's like Ohio State at football. I mean, you don't have to cheat because you're Ohio State. You can get those kids, you know, that you want to get. I agree. That's but, what I said about uh, – Or Bama, right? Yeah, about Bama and Georgia. Yeah, I mean, you can get – I mean, now, the, the ones that cheat, you got to watch are the ones that are, like, trying to get to that next level that aren't there but want to be there. Those are the ones you got to keep an eye on. But I don't – no, I don't think Duke cheats, even though their coach is a rat. Uh, other news this week, Iowa got some money. Will and Renee Moon, the owners of a massive truck stop on I-80 between Davenport and Iowa City, cut a $10 million check to the Iowa football program. And part of that money, Iowa head coach Kirk Ferentz and everyone who follows him as a head coach out there will hold the title of Moon Family Head Football Coach. (laughs) Now, money talks, man, but are these naming deals getting a little bit out of hand? They are. I mean, I <laughs> for $10 million, I mean, I wouldn't mind. <laughs> you could call me that, too. You know, me to move family here football. <laughs> but, I mean, I guess when you you got it, like, you got $10 million sitting around, that's what you want to do. I mean, everybody taking advantage because they know, you know, once – 
the thing the players can get paid for their likeness. It's gonna be kind of harder yeah. to do certain things. So they trying to all get it in before that happens. It, it, there's got to be some like due diligence too. They got to check out like what the last name is. Like hypothetically, if there was a rich family in Iowa called the Pooper family. And they try to do the same, and you'd be like, you, "We're not going to have the Pooper family head football." <laughs> no, just I, yeah, I don't think that would really go well. I'll, I'll, I, I like I said, I, I can understand the Moon family. I or or that check's got to be twenty million. That check's got to be twenty million. <laughs> if you want to call the Pooper family head football, yeah, coach. I, I don't. I can't agree to that one. No. Last small item this week: Clemson defensive coordinator Brent Venables finally spoke to the media. First time he's really spoken to the press since, you know, the Buckeyes, your Buckeyes, Okie doked his defense way back in the college football playoff in the Sugar Bowl. Here's what he had to say. It wasn't anything worth a flip. Uh, the preparation, the game plan, you just burn it all. And um, uh, we did a poor job having our guys prepared. Um, both lines of scrimmage um, uh, got physically uh, worked, and um, they got after us. And in every way, all three levels um, of our defense, we were out physical. And I don't think we had the, uh, uh, the right mindset. I think that goes that goes without saying. I think they established the run early, and uh, you know, and, and you know, it set up play action passes. Um, you know, we let guys run by us in three deep and two deep, and uh, we let guys run right through us. And uh, they they we didn't set the edge all day. Um, we got knocked off the ball, and um, it was a bad night. Uh, coaching and playing, uh, to say the least. So uh, we got we got again a lot of work to do. Well, <laughs> feels good to hear that, doesn't it? <laughs> hey, go on, keep talking. Tell me more, man. tell me more, Mister. You know, it's it's a tough pill to swallow. You know, as a as a defensive coordinator, but you know, it's like it's one of those things where you can't lie. I mean, you got to no. cut the t- you touch the tape on, and that's what you see. You know, so it's. You might as well just come out and just be honest about it and say what really happened. And you know, hopefully it sparks a fire under your defense. I mean, you want you want them to come back next year, and I'm pretty sure they're gonna use that all off season, all up leading up to the season. Like y'all got crushed. Like it was time to put up or shut up and y'all failed. Y'all wasn't there. So that's the best way to ignite your team, you know, and yourself. You know, maybe you gotta look at yourself too and see what you you know what you need to fix. You know, make sure that that never happens again. So I, I, I applaud it. I, yeah. I applaud his his honesty. You know, good. and it's it's hard. You got to have those tough, hard conversations to in order to grow. Yeah, good point too about looking himself in the mirror. I mean, he makes two million dollars a year, much more than anyone on his defense. So <laughs> my, you want you want to hear one more quote? You want to hear one more quote? I might as well since All we're right. doing it. <laughs> Let's do it. Here's here's what else you had to say. Uh, but we didn't show, uh, you know, against Ohio State. Uh, they gave it to us, and um, and so we got to live with that and learn from that. I could do these all night. I wish we had more, man. <laughs> I wish he'd call in just so we could ask us a question. How bad did you feel, Coach? How bad was it? <laughs> <laughs> I like that, you know. Like I say, it is what it is. Like you gotta be like, listen. Well, Coach, they had Coach Cole go up there. He had to go up there and just say what it was. Like it yep. is what it is. You gotta say it. It's the yep. truth. Yep, it's part of the glory. What this kind of? I don't want to sidetrack us too much, but like. Some people will say you shouldn't criticize Ohio State football players for bad performances because they're younger. You know, they're 19 or 20, 21. How do you feel about that? 
I mean, like, okay, so you get recruited to this this big time place to play big time ball. You're supposed to be this great athlete, you know, and like it, it's it, it comes with it. Like you got to show up, you got to perform. Like if you obviously you're you've done something in practice or throughout the 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 season to be out there, you know, to earn the right to be out there and. You got to show it like if like when I did bad, it was me. Like I I couldn't point the finger or none of that. Like and at 18, 19, 20, it's about taking accountability. Like you can't grow as a player if you can't be honest with yourself. Like it's a lot of things that, you know, you mess up. Like you're not going to be perfect. You don't make mistakes, but you know, it's about limiting those mistakes. And I think, you know, when you put that pressure on yourself, it ultimately allows you to be a better player and it it helps you grow and you become more of a pro. Cause you, you know, you want, you want to be the best, you know, you want to do everything you can and do your job to the best of your ability. Right. So I, I don't mind putting pressure on 19 or 18, 19, 20 year olds. I mean, the real world's going to put pressure on them. So <laughs> it's time to grow up. Like it's, they, you take some accountability and a lot of things that you learn in football actually correlates with life too. So like, I think they need it. Not surprising to hear you have a very good outlook on it. I don't personally, man, I, I rarely will ever dog on these guys uh, because they are younger and, and whatnot. But at the same time, I don't mind. I don't get mad when other people do because it's part of what you sign up for when you come to Ohio State. You're going to have a, a big stage to audition for the NFL. You're going to have a lot of cool perks. Uh, pretty soon you're going to start making some decent money, it looks like, you know, with this NIL stuff. So I don't personally have a problem. I mean, I, I think, you know, and, I would hate to have a situation where guys never get criticized and they get drafted by the Jets and the old man that New York media gets, you know? Yeah, and I like I said, I like it to a certain extent. As long as you're talking football related, like right. that's fine. But once you attack somebody personally, that's when it's like, all right, now you 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 taking yeah. it too far. That ain't got nothing to do with anything. Yeah, when I agree. You're talking about his play on the field. That that's fine. Leave it at that. But yeah. don't ever cross that line and feel like you need to like attack somebody personally. I agree 100%. I mean, if you're talking about a guy's pursuit angles, have at it. <laughs> go, yeah, go, like go, that, go to it, town. Because it's clear as day. Like, if you're telling the truth, that's, that's clear as day. Yeah. <laughs> like I say, don't don't talk about this man's family or, like, all that other stuff that people be talking about. It's just, like, like for what? Like, what like, I, like I seen the, the EJ Liddell thing. Like, it was... Like, like he, like, what does that, what are we, what are you saying have to do with like basketball? Like, you talking about stuff that has nothing to do with anything? Like, that's, like, that's terrible. Like, oh yeah, what? That? Yeah, like, like, come on, man. Like, like, this man, like, this is a human being. Like, so he can't make a mistake. He, I, I don't, like, I don't even recall if he had a good game or not. But it's like, like, man, like, get a man a break. Like you. Like leave it, keep it at basketball. Like, why is you attacking him personally? Like, that don't make sense. I don't know yeah. why people do that. It's kind of weird. We didn't have a show last week, so we didn't we didn't have a chance to talk about some of the stuff that he put on social media. He was getting man, that's out of control. People need to chill. And I'm yeah, glad it, I'm it, glad it Ohio be State. like it be like that though, Jason. <laughs> like it, people be people really be in people's DMs talking really crazy. And then and then and then be surprised when you like mad at him like like trying to trying to it's like fighting words like bro you're not about to sit here and talk to me like like i'm just nobody like i'm yeah. just, like you be above me or something like that like no like i i treat people with respect i don't ever attack people like don't don't do that to me <laughs> like, I, I, I made a mistake on the field like okay like 
trust me, that's what my coaches is getting paid, those million dollars that they get. Trust me, they're going to make sure that I get it fixed. If not, I won't be on the field. As simple as that. Yeah, yeah, especially at that level. Hey, it's time for Wax Stories. You know what we do. Tyvis shares an epic story from his days as a Buckeye, bringing you inside the nation's premier college football program. All right, so this week, <laughs> this week, I'm, I'm going to tell you about, you know, like my time at Ohio State, obviously, you know, practices is hard. You know, we do very rough training sessions. But, you know, as a as a person and as a player, I'm always looking for a way to, you know, get that that edge, you know, get that that leg up on the competition, on right. the teams that we play. You know, you always look for something. There's always a way that you can you can get better at something. And you can you can beat your competition. So what I did was me and my boy Armani Reeves, okay, it'd be times where, because believe it or not, Jason, I know that this might surprise you, like really surprise you, but I was not a big partier. I'm not a, I'm not a, <laughs> I'm not a guy <laughs> that, that goes out. Like I think in college, I probably could count the times that I went out on one hand. Like, are that, you that's, serious? I, I'm. It's sad too because people be like, <laughs> "Like, oh, you didn't even really experience your college. You didn't really get the college experience." And it's like, you know, my mind wasn't on that. Like, I was always like focused on trying to get to the next level and trying Good to be for the you. best that I could be. Because I, like, you know, like you come up, you come like the way I was raised. It's like you know, you get raised a certain way, and you see certain things, and it's kind of like. Like I will never want to go back to that lifestyle. So I'm going to do everything. I try to do everything right and do everything I can. So mm-hmm. I don't never have to go back to that lifestyle. So what I would do is on Friday nights and Saturday nights, like during the off season, like, you know, after our busy work, our busy week in the weight room and doing all the stuff on the field and stuff like that, while people would go out, me and Armani would actually go up to the field at like it'd be like eight nine o'clock at night and <laughs> we'd be like doing some extra drills and stuff and people were like like people were like that's like absurd like you would really do something like that and it's like yeah like i i looked at college like like a stepping stone because that's what it is just a stepping stone to get to nfl and like right like once i had a conversation with roby my rookie year he was like you know you only got one chance to do this like you might as well put everything you can into it because like ain't no like once it's over it's over so you might as well do the best you can so for me it was like trying to leave no stone left unturned but what i didn't what i realized is while doing that yes i did get better but what i realized is more people started doing it i started seeing receivers up there i started seeing quarterbacks throwing to receivers up there so it was like man like our the team that's why our team was so special because people put in a lot of extra work like a lot of behind the scenes work like i mean obviously some some people had like videos of them doing and stuff like that but like it was days i would go up there and i'd be like man i can't believe y'all i thought i was gonna be by myself and here y'all is up here with me so it was like yeah that's that's why that team was so special to me because it's like people really made a lot of sacrifices like it was a lot of times people sacrifice you know going out to try to do try to be better at football and perfect their craft so let me see if i understand this correctly you would skip going out uh, yeah, Jason, I go, went out. I'm telling you right now, I could count on one hand how many times I went out. It, it, it's really sad. It's really sad. And, and when I when I did go out, it I, I I went out. Let's see, I went out before we went to the national championship. I probably went out probably two times. 
after we went to the national championship, I probably went out two more times. And the only reason I went out them two other times, because I had to, it was a lot of talk going on. I won't say what was going on, but it was a lot of talk going on. And I had to see it for myself because I just didn't believe what they were saying to me. I had to physically go see it. That's the <laughs> only reason I went, because I needed to see it for with my own two eyes. And, and I'll be dog. It was what they were telling me was true, but I'm not even going to get into what that uh, we, we can't talk about that. Sounds like yeah, I, I, won't, I, get I won't even get into All that, right. but I, I just had to see because I couldn't believe it. <laughs> man that's great so you didn't go out and you went and worked out and then so what i'm understanding is that you built the culture at ohio state football i wouldn't say i built the culture you I got mean, everyone to show up no no, no 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 let's, I, I let's do it this that. way let's do it that way <laughs> i would I'm not, i would never say that you know people <laughs> you know people just wanted to be wanted to get good again you know they were yeah. finally like man typhus is starting got real he's starting getting good like what what you doing <laughs> you know, that's that's a couple awesome extra, couple extra sessions you know and that's why you guys were a special team man you said it best that's that's really cool to hear thanks for sharing that one it's going for three our weekly roast of the michigan wolverines and man we're gonna have to do them but before we get into this Yes, Ohio State lost Oral Roberts, the 15 seed. They were a two seed. Let's get that out of the way. <laughs> a, that is irrelevant. That yeah. ain't got nothing to do with what we're talking about. Retweet. Retweet that right there. Michigan, a one seed, got dusted <laughs> in the Elite Eight, lost to an 11 seed UCLA. This is uh, UCLA had to play in one of those first four games to get in the tournament, to get the very mm. start. Hmm. Michigan's a number one seed with talent everywhere. The AP coach of the year, Juwan Howard, they jumped out to a four, 11 to four lead, made it look, made it look easy right off so, the bat. You had people like, man, they might do it, huh? Right, they might right. Yeah. do something. And huh. then they, they scored 38 points <laughs> the rest of the night, finishing with 49, losing 51 to 49 to UCLA. Again, 11 seed UCLA. In the biggest game of your season, you're a basketball school. I'm a basketball say, school. The, the basketball school. See, see the difference between us and them is, you know, we football is our superior. You know, we we acknowledge that. But you guys came out and told us, yes, that basketball was it. Like that's where we at. So it's different for us. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it absolutely. Is. Then they're down. They have a chance to win the game or tie it. Got time for one possession. Somehow they get a wide open three, mm. and Franz Wagner airballs that three. <laughs> Airballed it. <laughs> Listen, it was too much, man. The, pre- the pressure was too much, man. It, it got to him. It did get it, to him. He probably thought to himself, I cannot believe I am this <laughs> wide open. <laughs> you love to see it, man. You do. They did not score a field goal in their last. Five minutes, 23 seconds of that game. Just you know what? Though? I, 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 blame, I blame the coaches because you shouldn't even shout a three anyway. Just, just why had you just yeah. go ahead? That's the problem with these kids today. They just want to shoot threes. That's it. They want to shoot three. They want to be the Steph Curry. Just go in there and get you a go to the lane and they probably going to foul you anyway. Yes, get some three points. Free, yeah, go and shoot the two free throws. If you that good, you might get the and one. You never yeah. know. It, then you could have got your three points. They're down one, down two, popping threes. That's what makes Michigan, Michigan, man. And, uh, you know, the Big Ten took one on the chin in this tournament, but uh, always, always nice to see Michigan choke it up and lose to an 11 seed in the game. They 
death. You know, Ohio State beat UCLA early in the season, right? Yeah, I do know that. My, my, my guys never lost to UCLA last year. Couldn't be us. Man, I just, you know, just, they might as well just pack up everything, man. They might as well go ahead and move on to baseball or tennis or something like that, you know. Just, yeah, do it. Do, do the other things because, uh, yeah, they're not even uh, – you're not even a basketball school yet until you can beat an 11 seed in the lead eight. So that's our going for three this week. Uh, just proof that no matter what happens to Ohio State, we will find a way to roast Michigan. <laughs> I, I, I promise you that. Uh, we had a blast, man. Always have fun talking to Tyvis on air. And uh, thanks for joining us for No Cap this week. We will catch you next week.